Welcome to the First Principles of Medicine podcast. In this series, we will be breaking down complex medical topics into their first principles. When the stress is on and you've just been asked the tough questions you don't know the answer to, we feel you'll be able to fall back on these principles to formulate a decent answer and reason your way out of trouble. On today's episode of 1pm, Adian will be going through the first principles of formulation. Take it away, Adian. Welcome to 1pm. Today, your host is me, Adian, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. So in our previous episodes, we've been talking about very medical-related things, and today I thought it might be a good idea to talk about psychiatry, because it's often neglected as a subject. I've been told I would be a good psychiatrist. Yeah, I can I, see that. I don't know. No, yeah. JJ, didn't I can see you, that. didn't you? Do you want to tell the, the listeners what happened today with your SCA? Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about what happened this morning, JJ. This rather. morning, yeah. I took a patient's history and tried to be very thorough, did a whole formulation, MMSE, that kind of stuff. Talked to the consultant and presented to her in like 20 minutes, and she wrote down everything that I wrote down, gave me comments on everything, was very diligent, very comprehensive, finished the whole thing in two hours, and that's why I was late today, and I didn't get anything signed off. Three hours, two and a half, two to three hours of wasted time. Didn't even get the things. Not wasted time. It It was very good knowledge. It's a learning experience. Keep telling yourself that. (laughs) What happens if you present next week and she's like, you know what, try again the week after. (laughs) I'm not going to sign it. Yeah. I wonder what you were saying then. That I had a really good time in psychiatry and I don't know about you. Well, Jyoti, you should be really good at today's episode because we're going to be talking about formulation. Oh, lovely. Now, one very important aspect of psychiatry both in the practice of psychiatry as well as for exam purposes, is formulation. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you will have wrapped your head around formulation, understand what benefit you get out of it, and get comfortable with how to do it. These are the learning outcomes. Yeah. So I feel exactly. like this is a pyramid scheme Hayden's trying to sell me on. I mean, if it helps you pass your exams, Jason, are you going to complain? Yeah, that's Now, true. first off, what do you guys know about formulation? Jason... What do you know about formulation? It's like the psychiatric version of like clinical reasoning. It's not a bad, not a bad idea. Yeah. Dan, what do you what do you know about formulation? Try and get a broader overview of the patient, what brought them in, what's keeping them in, what brings them back mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. So the way I like to think about formulation is it's a way of understanding why your particular patient is presenting at this particular time with this particular problem. It's very specific. So don't let anybody tell you that psychiatry has no specifics. It's got specifics, guys. Jeez, Dan. Now, that leads me into my first, <laughs> first principle of formulation, and that is the four Ps. Does anyone know what the four Ps are with respect to formulation? JT, how about you describe for us what they are? So with predisposing, it's in the word, I guess, but like what kind of things, ah, I can't explain this. Like it just, what, what are the underneath underlying things that are causing Mm -hmm. this patient to present at this time? Yep. 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 Jason, what's a precipitating factor? Um, the thing which kind of like triggers it. Yep. It's like a precipitant. Exactly right. Dan, what's a perpetuating factor? Factors that... Prolong. Yeah. Prolong. Yeah, exactly. And protective, as the name implies. Factors that may lessen the impact of the other Ps. 
Okay, so that's the beauty of these four P's. You don't have to memorize any definitions. You can work out what they're asking you for from the names itself, right? Yeah. Okay, now that's our first, first principles done. Our second first principles of today is the biopsychosocial framework. But I add a little thing to it, and I think about it in a short, medium, and long-term context. Okay? Now, the BPS of the biopsychosocial framework, <laughs> yeah, you guys know, you guys heard this before, right? Basically, anything to do with a patient, you always got to think about them in terms of their biology, their psychology, and their social situation. Okay? Now, when you add in that short, medium, long-term thing, it just spices it up a bit. Very simple, right? There's only two main first principles, the four Ps and the BPS. Now, we're going to dissect a case with respect to formulation. Again, the goal here is to what, Jason? What's the point of understanding formulation? Holistic medicine. Holistic medicine, yes. But what about our exams? It's a common question. Oh, common question, yes. It comes like up. Formulate this patient or like this clinical scenario. Exactly right. In fact, those of you on psychiatry, for one of your assessments at the end of your rotation, you will have to do a formulation exercise. But if you listen to this episode, you might not have to study for it. Okay? So you can just put this on the background and just learn about formulation. So um, this episode has been inspired by a bit of teaching that we got last year. If you're listening to that lecture, you know what it is. And we're going to talk about a fictional character and try and formulate the situation. Okay? Does anyone know what character I've chosen today? Spider-Man. No, nah, it's not Spider-Man. Harry Potter. No, nah, it's not Harry Potter. Batman? Batman, yes. Bruce Wayne. AKA Batman. Okay. I can see a lot of blank stares around the room now. Just suspend your disbelief for a second. Okay. Just believe for a second that Bruce Wayne, AKA Batman has come in today to talk to you about his problems. Okay. Legit him, not someone like he thinks he's him and crazy. Right. Legit. (laughs) So we're in Arkham right now. Yeah, exactly. You are, you know, a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum. Okay. So Bruce Wayne is a four year old male who presents today with a two-week history of low mood, feeling tired all the time, but he's not sleeping well. He's got feelings of anxiety. His butler, Alfred, has been annoyed with him lately because he's been forgetting his social appearances as Bruce Wayne more frequently, and he's at risk of jeopardizing his secret identity. Okay? When he does make it to these social situations, he's finding it hard to concentrate. And on numerous occasions, he's actually almost let slip that he is in fact Batman. This is a big problem for him, okay? So he's talking to you. You ask him if anything new has been on his mind lately because you just believe that he's Batman, right? You just know he's Batman. And he reveals that it's actually coming up on the 30th year anniversary of the murder of his parents. So it's pretty heavy stuff. And in addition to that, he's been feeling quite isolated from his friends and his butler, Alfred, his surrogate father figure. Now, because he, he re- have friends? He's got some friends. Oh, we'll get to that, JT. We'll get to that. Well, he's got some friends. Joker's his friend. Mate, Joker's... I can't even talk to this guy. Now, because he really trusts you, he also reveals that he's continuing to fight crime. Okay, he's going out at night, beating up bad guys, but his last fight left him pretty banged up. Okay? And he's actually been taking more and more pain medication to get through the day. Okay? Now, after hearing this story, what's the first thing we're going to do? For Mr. Wayne. Check if he's okay with the A, B, C, D, E. Yes. What does that involve? Probably probably relevant considering he's fighting 
yeah. criminals. Yeah. So he's standing in front of you there and he's talking to you. So automatically his airway is patent. Yep. He is breathing. Yep. And he's got a circulation. Sure. Right? Yeah. But because you're thorough JT, what else will you do? Just want to see if he's any other signs of trauma or yeah. any like... So you do um, a physical exam. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, he said he's been beaten up. Yep. Yeah. Lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's become a diabetic recently just to a BS. True, true. <laughs> so on physical examination, his vitals are stable. He is medically well in terms of no comorbid health conditions. Yeah. Aside from multiple bruises and all lacerations and healing sort of wounds on his body. Yeah. Okay, so he's, he's been through some fights. And he actually admits to you that he fe- he's been feeling really lousy, like mm. physically feeling really lousy, really tired, sore, tight, everything. Yeah. Okay. So you've done the full history, you've done the full examination, and because you're so great, you've done a whole bunch of investigations and you've ruled out medical causes for his presentation. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what is your main differential for him today? What do you think he's got? Depression. Depression, yeah. What are some other disorders? Um, anxiety disorder. Anxiety, yeah. Anything, Dan? Something to do with the medications. Yep, medication overuse. Yeah. Substance abuse, perhaps. Great, mm-hmm. so three differentials, but really... It's almost as if someone wrote this case to be almost got depression, right? Okay. So the point here is not to work out what he's got. It's very obvious what he has. The point here is to formulate his case, okay? Now, it's hard to do on an audio format, but have you guys seen a formulation matrix? Yeah. yeah we've seen yes. that sort of yes. like table, boxy. Yeah, yeah table, yeah. Exactly. It's really good, really good. In fact, if you check out our Notion page, I have a sample template put up there for you to use. But you can find them readily anywhere else, okay? But ours is the best. Ours is the best. (laughs) Okay, For Batman. It wasn't done in like 10 minutes. So I guess we'll just work through the first of our first principles, which is what? The four Ps. Four Ps, indeed. All right. So we'll start from the top, okay? We'll start from predisposing factors. So based on the history you've just heard and what you know about Batman, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the Dark Knight, what are some predisposing factors that might have led to him presenting at this time with this situation? JT? I'm thinking about biology, but don't yep. know really too cool. much any genetic predisposition that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking about the psychology, um, predisposing psychological thing would be uh, loss of his parents when yep. he was quite young. He saw them getting murdered yep. yeah, um, by a thief, right? In yes. the back alley. Yes, indeed. Um, and then I guess that might cause some attachment issues. Yep. And then maybe like the fact that he had the um, butler. Yep. Like, that might also be a protective factor, yep. but it could also be a, like, because it's not your actual father. So you might not have a father figure, you mean? Or... Oh, no, no, sorry. He has a father figure yeah. in, in Alfred, but yep. he doesn't have a mother figure. Sure, I okay. guess it's very important. An incomplete for, sort of fam- family, family dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic. So you're saying like loss of family member and possible family history of... Depression. No, no, no. I, I don't know about. Oh, you don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's possible. Could, he could have, possible. but we don't yes, know. Yes, but yeah, I don't, don't think we can put that in. No, we, we, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, any other predisposing things? Specific well, to depression, right? Specific to yeah. his condition right now. Well, yeah, socially, yeah. I mean, he's out all night. He's got Alfred, yeah, but he might be quite isolated. Yes. Yes. A strong social support network. Is that more like perpetuating? Ah, JT. I'm glad you mentioned that because I would argue it's both. Yeah. Exactly. So here we have hit upon the first thing that trips people up with formulation. And that is thinking that something can only be one factor. Oh, so much easier to comprehend. <laughs> so things can be multiple factors. So Daniel, for example, you are absolutely right. There can be two things. These factors can apply to two different boxes. So let me give you an example. 
Okay? Here's an example of one thing that can fit into three boxes, and it's the same thing. So JT, you mentioned the death of his parents. Yes. Right? So clearly that is a traumatic event in childhood. Yes. That would affect his psychology. Uh, right? But yeah, yeah. it's also known that children's brains are very, very plastic. They're developing. Malleable. So a traumatic event, event like this can affect his neurodevelopment, so the actual biological development of his brain in later life. At the same time, the death of his parents has left him socially isolated because all he really has is Alfred. He has no other family. He has no other friends. So the death of his parents, as one event, you can put in as a biological, a psychological, and a social predisposing event. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 See, I think a lot of the times medical students want to have something fit very neatly into a category or have something that we can use to very clearly differentiate something from something else. Yeah. Yes. And formulation is a clear example of where this doesn't apply. You yeah. can have one thing, and if you explain it a certain way, it can fit into multiple different categories. Yeah. Okay? So it's pretty high bang for buck. Okay? So all his depression is caused by... It's predisposed to depression by these factors, JT. And the precipitating yes. event... All right, what's the precipitating event, JT? Is the 30-year anniversary of his parents' exactly death. Exactly right. Tie it back to the one event, which is his mm. parents' murder. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Would you say that's a biological, a social, or a, so, a psychological thing? Why can't it be all? All right, tell but, me. No, but, it, it could be. Okay, T- yeah. Tell me how. Uh, I think it would be more... Sci- oh, damn. I, I never know to put... Uh, so my default is just put into social. Sure. Um... Yeah, I guess Alfred would be asking him, how you been doing? How do you feel about this event? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And, or, or even the newspapers might be doing something about it, yeah. right? So it might be his social, his reaction to the social and cultural context. Yep, that's really good. Any other precipitating events, guys? Well, I think the history said he was quite banged up. Quite so banged up. Maybe oh, under a biological one, he's had a particularly rough couple of days, quite yep. a few you know, rough fights. Exactly, the physical stresses. Um, yeah, yep. so physical yep. stresses. Um, yep. That could also have a psychological impact, so maybe go under that as well. Yeah, um, he's seen things that he can't unsee. Exactly. Yeah, yep. yep. maybe he's, not, he's um, too hurt to go out and socialise, so you could also extend it into under social. Right, it's affecting his ability to be social. So you guys are getting the hang of it. Mm. Like you, it's one thing, one or two things, and you fit it into these different boxes, right? Jason, what are some perpetuating factors for his current presentation? Um, perpetuating factors could be that he continues to fight crime every night. Yes. So he's not, conti- not the day, night, the night. The dark night, in fact. The dark yeah. night, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So he's continually subjecting his body yeah. to these stresses. Yes. Are you saying if he fights in the day, it doesn't... Yeah, maybe working week yeah. and socialize in the evening. Well, night's important. Oh no no no! Um, it's um his what do you call that? His rhythm, his uh, circadian, circadian rhythm. Oh. Is, and you know the brain needs the melatonin. No, not melatonin. The UV light to help with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's vitamin the, what's D the hormones. Yeah, so he's got this hormones flipped. His circadian's rhythm flipped. So yeah. then that affects his, you know, yeah. it's uh, perpetuating for him uh, depressive symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, occur, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with sleep deprivation. Yeah. Oh, well, similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there's evidence that, you know, like shift workers, yeah, they, yeah, that's they what... have physiological effects as a result of alterations to their circadian systems. Mm-hmm. So entirely right. This could be a biological perpetuating factor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess the city kind of views him as a... Ooh, I don't know. Do they view him as an enemy? Or Depends. Like, We've got a love-hate relationship. Some, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some like He's him, some don't. He's got bad press. And I guess he has no one really to 
I guess, socially isolated, and he really doesn't have anyone to tell his story to except for Alfred. Mm-hmm. Actually, when did Rachel die? Rachel, his girlfriend. You yeah. Know? Yes. Depends is on the timeline, right? Well, in the, yeah, you're, in the movies, yes, okay. she is dead. And that was the love of his life. Yes. Mm. So again, you know, he lost his parents. He lost the woman he loves. That's a lot of loss there. See, Daniel mm. here is just taking a thorough history. Yeah. He knows all about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Previous relationships whilst us here just speculating well, on all the... <laughs> on, in psychiatry, the more information you know, the better. Anyway, he's also on some pretty strong pain medication that he's been taking a long time. So again, perpetuating biological factor. We don't know if he's been taking too much of it, how that's affecting him. Unsure. Okay. But you guys are good. I think, I think we've, we've highlighted enough of the negative P's, right? So you can, you can work a good thing there. But what are some protective factors for him? He's a multi, multi-billionaire. Exactly. Yeah. Rich what, boy. What kind of, what kind of, hey, that's a is that a biological, three. psychological or social thing, Jason? Be both. Could be, could be all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Tell me how. It's biological. He can probably get access to better healthcare. Sure. It's probably better physical sure. shape because of that. What or else? that there's probably some study associating better health outcomes with wealth. Yes. Something like that. I'm sure. Yeah, to be correct. That probably is the case. But yep. yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got Psycho- no financial psychologically. Stress. He can just. I don't know. Can he buy happiness? That's debatable. I don't know. Well, it's a bit of a discussion. Yeah. Like Lamborghini. Like, have you ever seen a person sad in Lamborghini? <laughs> like, like I, I, I can manage. It's pretty hard. But anyway, uh, what's the right? last one? Socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Surely you got friends if you're a billionaire. Like, not that well, hard. I mean, you just pay for friends. But maybe right? you'd be concerned that everyone's just you know hanging around you and being your friend for your money. Yeah, but you've got enough money to spare, doesn't it? I I didn't think money brought happiness, but I think you got a billion. Let's not go down that line. Money, money buys security, right? And if you are financially secure, you don't have financial stress, right? So in his case, he does. He's financially secure. That's a very strong protective factor. Anything else? He's got an Alfred. Yeah, Alfred is a cares about him a lot. His surrogate father figure. Yeah. He gets out and exercises a lot. Physically very, very, very fit. Physically, I reckon. He's got a rocking bod. He's got a resting heart rate of like 30 probably. Who knows? I I reckon psychologically knowing you can just beat the crap out of anyone. If anyone just uh, just dominate anyone in a one-on-one fight. Safety. And in terms of psychiatric things, he is demonstrating good insight and good judgment by currently coming to see you. Yes. His help-seeking behavior is a protective factor. Yeah. Okay. Now, I dare say, you use all this information, you have a pretty beefy-looking formulation matrix, okay? But that's only half of it. After you do a formulation matrix, you have to write out your formulation as a script to describe his current situation. I just want to add here, um, because I was grilled about it Mm -hmm. earlier. I think the second part, it's just like writing an essay. It's like the PEE. Remember that format? Point, example, explanation. Mm -hmm. It's essential, I'd say, to put in the formulation matrix and then on the side have a linking paragraph or linking sentence to say why it's the differential that you think about. So in this case, depression. In fact, if you check out the Notion page, you will see example paragraphs written to structure that formulation in the way JT has described. Yeah. Yes. So this might give you some examples of how you take dot points and put it into essentially um, an essay. And that's something you can transfer to like the medical side stuff too. So when someone presents with these symptoms, it sounds like blank. Exactly. And if we're going on on high yield, you can probably use it as a template for maybe an assessment that you have during a psychiatric rotation. Exactly right. You remember some key linking phrases. 
Yeah. Um, do you guys want me to go through one I've written or leave it on the notion? A linking sentence. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Check it in. Okay. All right. This is by no means like checked by anybody yeah, to be so as good. So if you want to sound like Adian. But this is what I've written. So Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, is a 40-year-old vigilante currently presenting with what appears to be a depressive episode in the context of the recent anniversary of his parents' murder, as well as ongoing physical and mental stresses from his vigilante activity and an increasing use of opioid analgesics. His symptoms on presentation include a two-week history of low mood, increasing tiredness, insomnia, and anxiety. Additional collateral history reveals a declining ability to concentrate, and a difficulty in maintaining social and professional responsibilities. Bruce's current psychological vulnerability might stem from witnessing the murder of his parents at the age of 10, which is a potent traumatic event that will represent a significant insult to his neurodevelopment. Additionally, the death of his parents left him to mature in a relatively isolated environment with no other family or close friends aside from his butler, Alfred, further compromising his neurodevelopment. His current vigilante activity might be seen as an unhealthy coping strategy to deal with his feelings of loss and guilt over the deaths of his parents. The trigger for his current presentation appears to be the anniversary of his parents' death and is sustained by multiple ongoing factors. Namely, his inability to seek professional care in addressing his loss, the ongoing physical and mental stresses experienced in his nightly vigilante work, escalating analgesic medication use, and his continued self-imposed social isolation. Fortunately, Bruce has demonstrated good insight and judgment in his current health-seeking behavior. Additionally, he is highly intelligent and motivated in other areas of his life with access to unlimited financial resources that could be channeled towards his recovery. His surrogate father figure, Alfred, as well as his fellow crime-fighting colleagues, are genuinely concerned for his well-being and have pledged their support in assisting Bruce through his current difficulties. So that's your formulation matrix written out as a presentation. Okay? Brilliant. So... You know, if I were to rate you, I think that was a solid 5.5. I take it, man. I passed. You know it's a clear pass, but I, I think you could have improved by just being a being more experienced, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. And for more practice runs? Right? Yeah. Like, um, I've seen registrars present a lot better than that. Like, mate. You're a medical student. I know. It's embarrassing. You deserve a five. Um, but also, guys, it'd be great if you guys leave comments about mm. my formulation. Because, again, there's no one perfect way to do it mm. like you can write it a number of different ways so long as you have that sort of flow down like jt mentioned tie it back to yeah. the presentation okay that's good thanks oh, you're welcome now comes to back to exam mode here how do we get the management marks because again we here at first principle we believe in the high yield stuff and by knowing the formulation this informs what you do in the management side as well because your management now is essentially walking through the issues you've raised and seeing which of those you can address this goes back to our second first principle the biopsychosocial framework in a short medium and long-term template so jason in the short term so biologically um if there is an addiction to opioids mm -hmm you may consider prescribing some drugs to help with that addiction. Or you might just change the type of analgesia. So you review his medication, yep, yeah, exactly right. Med yeah. Yeah. yeah, Review your medication, yeah. Oh, anything else? So if you think uh, depression is the most probable mm -hmm. diagnosis, you may want to consider the use of antidepressants. Yep, yep. Uh, any other things, any other short-term things you want to do in the psychological or the social framework? 
CBT yeah, every freaking time. There's just there's nothing wrong with CBT. Like you can't like is there any what's is it C- ever what, not indicated? What's CBT, Jason? Cognitive based therapy. Behavioral. Oh, I can't hear it. Casey, <laughs> what, what, tell us a bit about what CBT is. It's a type of therapy <laughs> where you go through talk about explore their beliefs and mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. and get them to think about it as well as a non-judgmental manner. Yep. yep. Anything to add, Dan? Come up with coping strategies. Exactly, yes. Oh, okay, that's yeah. the whole aim, huh? Yeah, you look at all that and come up with coping strategies for each of those. And yeah. are these your suggestions as the psychiatrist or is it they, or is it like you try to make it seem like it's their ideas? I don't know. I think it would be a two-way communication yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Patients are discussing it with them yes. and they yeah. suggest things which mm. yeah. can help them. I think they are evidence-based strategies mm. that you will tailor to the patient's yeah. needs. Yeah. Yeah. They're exactly right. CBT. And also, you know, perhaps personal psychology, counseling sessions, talking therapy, all this can be very useful. Mm-hmm. So is CBT done with psychiatrists or psychologists? Usually psychologists. Psychologists. Yeah. Okay. And this is all still in the short term. It's in the yeah. short term. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are some short term yeah, social things? Dan? Can you say and I was just going to say, what, what about sleep hygiene? Yes, mm. that's a really good thing. So that's all under psychoeducation then, right? Yeah, mm. or psychological, mm. biological as well, because mm. sleep hygiene is good for your biological health. Yeah. Mm. Um, what are some social things, guys? Uh, I was just thinking to get him more engaged um, with his local community mm-hmm. or to get him to put a stop on the vigilante for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you confiscate his radio or thing? Yeah, or uh, actually, that's perfect. So maybe encourage taking a break from his vigilante work. Yes. yes. But then what if he tells you, oh, but the city needs me. Oh. I got to do this. Okay, what are some strategies you can implement for that? You know, Bruce, I care about your health. So you should put yourself first. Some self-love is important before you can save more other people. You know, that's, that's pretty good, JT. Um, but again, because we're in the social side of things, don't forget we can enlist the help of his other protective factors. Mm-hmm. So his boy Alfred and his other friends. So I'm sure Robin's not doing too much. Mm. He can come in and sort out the crime fighting for a few weeks. Get Bruce to take a break. Mm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, what about in the medium long term? We'll just we'll be more general. So based off the medications that you gave him mm-hmm. to review them yep. consistently, yes. you don't want to have any adverse side effects from mm-hmm. them. Yep. So just about like he's trying to like fight, but he gains weight. From yeah, his metabolic so syndrome. And he's like getting his ass kicked every day. So I just <laughs> <laughs> nearly died. Or just <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the main side so, effects yeah. is so is that's a bio, right? Yeah, yeah. a bio. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Um, just psychology. You also do checkups as well, yeah. just to check in with him, yeah. see how he is. So continued psychology counseling, yeah. CBT perhaps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Any other? Anything else? Encourage him to play some social sports or something. Yeah, well, maybe not social sports, <laughs> but maybe socializing. Yeah, yes. socializing. Yeah. So seeing his social network more, yeah. right? In his case, yeah. it's probably his. Other superhero friends, mm. but get some other hobbies. Get some hobbies, yeah. Are they even the right break? friend group for him? You know, you might have to well, get him ooh. into a another type of friend. Group. Well, it's hard. Though. I mean, he's forty years old, and he all he does, <laughs> all he does is punch people. So I don't know if he's gonna find any other friends. Go to the mansion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's an maybe there's an orphan support group out there. Yeah, absolutely right. Oh, some heritage stuff. Ask him to do ancestry. Try to find his like bloodline. Where does the Wayne bloodline go? Yeah. 
JT, for your next your next case and you present to your consultant, just weave in there. Like, no right. wonder they didn't mark you. Yeah, I guess. There, was, there was a patient and his, he had a Scottish last name and he had a book that he was reading about this family line coming to Australia. So it might be helpful for this guy. Yeah, there you go. Sure. There you go. Alrighty. So in terms of the management, look at what you've raised up in your formulation. And of the things that you can address in a biopsychosocial short, medium, long-term framework, mm. okay? And some things that will never go wrong, medication reviews, ongoing <laughs> medication reviews, ongoing psychology counseling, CBT, yeah. right? Okay. Any questions about anything so far? No, seems good. Okay. Now, just to recap what we've done here today, we've gone through formulation. And I will leave you guys with three main takeaways, okay? I'd like to hear that. Yep. So first of all, remember the two first principles. So always think about formulation in terms of the four Ps and the biopsychosocial framework. Number two, it's okay if a factor you've raised seems to fit in nine boxes because it might well fit in nine boxes. And that's a good thing. You just have to make sure you explain how it fits. Also, don't be afraid if you can't seem to find any factors for a particular box, because there might not be. Thirdly, your principles of management can come from addressing the things that you identify in the four Ps in your formulation. Okay? Now, any questions from the audience before we end this episode? No. You guys happy? All righty. Thanks for listening, guys, to this 1 p.m. podcast on formulation. Please check out the Notion Spotify and Ankies that we produce. Especially check out the Notion page if you want an example formulation template and example formulation essays. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Like a Lamborghini. Like, have you ever seen a person sand a Lamborghini? <laughs> like, I, I, I can imagine it's pretty hard. Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week on 1pm. To get the most out of this podcast, check out our Notion document. See you next time.